Hey, look at that. What on earth is it? I think we should approach it, approach it very carefully. Okay, very slowly. Let's move forward. We don't want to upset the ultrasonic waves and cause an intergalactical incident. Wise move. I'll go round the other side. Might give us a different perspective of what it's all about. Good idea, but be careful. Hey, there's a door. Shall I open it? Oh, I'm not sure. We might be taking off more than we can chew here. Don't be such a scaredy cat. I'm going to open this door. All right, all right, but l l l just wait a minute. Let me come round to you. Right, okay. Handle down and open. <gasps> oh no, it's him. It's a fair cop, mate. We'll go quietly. You can get locked up for that sort of thing, you know. Hello and welcome. This is broadcast number 27 from Radio Pop Stand. From the Jean here, Radio Loot. This is Radio Pop Stand. Broadcasting on the world's most powerful radio transmitter, the internet. Hello, hello, hello. We are back. Broadcasting around the world on the world's most famous. What am I on about? I was going to say the world's most famous offshore radio station. That's wrong. <laughs> I'm thinking of something else. Start again. Start again. Hello, hello, hello. We are back. Broadcasting around the world on the world's most powerful radio transmitter, the internet. This is Radio Popstand. So, what have we got on this broadcast of Popstand? A very good question. And I will tell you right now. In about 20 minutes, you can hear the latest news bulletin from our news correspondents from around the world as we bring you all the news that you need to know. There's a new PM for the UK. There's the weather forecast. It got rather warm a few days ago. Oh! And 50 years ago, the first moon landings took place. These are some of the highlights of Radio Popstand News this time around. But first, let's start with our first item, a piece about my life with diabetes. Starting from when I was first diagnosed to the present day, this is Radio Popstand. My life with diabetes. Let's start by saying that I am not a healthcare professional. The following words are my own experiences of dealing with my diabetes over the last 32 years. They should not be taken as a comprehensive manual in dealing with the condition. If you have any concerns about your treatment of diabetes or that of a family member or friend, you should always consult your GP or practice nurse. We are all different and the way you treat your diabetes may be different to that which I mentioned in this article. A few days after my 28th birthday, way back in the year 1987, yes, I'm that old, I found myself sitting in the surgery of my doctor. I was attending an appointment I'd made, hoping to rid myself of what I considered at the time to be a minor complaint, but what in essence turned out to be a much more serious problem than I realised, a condition 
was to be diagnosed that I still suffer from to this day and will do so for the rest of my days. My immediate concern at this time was the appearance of some boils on the lower part of my back. After living with these for what must have been seven to ten days, I decided, especially seeing they were becoming rather uncomfortable and would not go away, to see my doctor. Before this time, I'd very rarely had cause to see the doctor, but things were about to change. Hello, Geoffrey. Don't see you here very often. How can I help you today? said the GP as he shook my hand and ushered me to a seat. I explained the problem and doctor examined those troublesome boils. I see. Well, I can prescribe some antibiotics which will clear up these little feathers for you. Um, But what we really need to do is to find out exactly what has caused these to appear, the doctor explained. I was given a specimen container and asked to go to the toilet to provide a urine sample. This I duly did, and on returning to the doctor, he went over to a corner of his massive room with my urine sample. In a few moments, he walked back over to me and uttered these words that I will never forget. Hmm, this is most interesting, Geoffrey. There would appear to be a rather high sugar content in the sample you have provided today which he spoke to me in a matter-of-a-fact style, just like that which Mr Spock does from the TV series Star Trek. It took a while to sink in, but this was the start of my life with diabetes. In those early days, it didn't create too much of a problem. I was diagnosed as having type 2 diabetes, and my doctor referred me to a specialist at the local hospital. Apart from the antibiotics prescription to clear up the boils, I wasn't prescribed any other medication at this time. Whilst waiting to see the specialist, which must have been 10, 14 days, something like that, after my initial GP appointment, I took it upon myself to refrain from eating anything that contained sugar. This was not easy, but I had no sugar in my tea or coffee, ate no pudding after dinner, and certainly ate no confectionery cake, fruit, or anything else I considered contained sugar, or anything resembling sugar. I was certainly very strict with myself over those few days, so much so that when I did see the specialist and he carried out his own tests, it appeared my diabetes condition was hardly noticeable. Unfortunately, over the months that followed, the condition got worse. Despite taking various medications to coax my pancreas into producing insulin, the magical hormone that I was sadly lacking, the insulin was not being produced, and I was diagnosed as having type 1 diabetes. This was less than 18 months after my initial diagnosis. A whole new set of rules and a steep learning curve to take in about taking injections of insulin, a more stringent regime of testing my blood glucose levels and how to treat the effects of hyperglycemia, which is often referred to as a hypo or a sugar low. 
The biggest hurdle encountered on a daily basis by diabetics is achieving a balance between the insulin taken and the carbohydrate value of your food intake. But these are not the only two components to achieving a satisfactory balance of blood glucose levels. What you are doing in way of activity is another thing that can very much affect this delicate balance. We'll come back to that in a minute though. So, what is this hormone called insulin? What does it do? And why is it so important? I'm not an expert on the workings of the human body, so my following explanation is very much simplified. But put quite simply... Insulin stores away the glucose content in your blood until it is needed. Glucose is an essential commodity as it is the fuel or energy needed by the brain to function. Without glucose, the brain cannot function. But with too much glucose, many serious problems can soon occur if your condition is not treated and indeed can occur over time, even if your diabetes is treated. That is why it is so important to keep a close watch on those glucose levels and try to keep them as close as possible to normal to reduce the chance of serious problems. Some of the problems that can occur due to excessive glucose in the bloodstream include a blurring of vision due to a change in shape to the eye lens. In extreme cases, sight loss can even occur. Skin infection. Remember my original problem with the boils? Urine infection, lung and other infections, nerve damage to hands and feet, kidney damage, excessive urination can result in excessive thirst and tiredness and weakness, serious weight loss if the body can't use the glucose correctly as your stores of fat are being used. Dehydration is another serious problem that can cause foot infections and maybe gangrene resulting in amputations of toes, feet or lower legs. I myself suffer with problems to my lower legs, often becoming swollen, discoloured and aching. So I, I need to take extra care to avoid the possibility of ulcers developing. This is just a few of the potential problems that diabetes can cause. Ideally, a carbohydrate count of your food has to be made. Food that is high in fibre is desirable, as this can be absorbed into the bloodstream slowly and help to avoid those blood glucose highs. Each meal should contain approximately the same carbohydrate value each day to match the amount of insulin you take. This way, the chance of the blood glucose level becoming too high or too low is greatly reduced. But, of course, as already indicated, the activity you will be engaged in during the day can have an impact on the amount of energy required and hence can cause problems as can being ill with something as simple as a cold or even being stressed 
These can all affect your glucose levels, as can the weather. Yes, that's right. Even the weather can affect those blood glucose levels. The effects of a low sugar situation can occur at any time. Sometimes you become aware that they are occurring. Test your blood glucose level using the test equipment available to confirm your suspicions, and take glucose orally in the form of dextrose tablets or some other form to remedy the low sugar episode. Unfortunately, it is not always that easy. There are occasions when the low sugar situation can take you by surprise, so much so that you can find it difficult to concentrate and take the appropriate action required to get you out of this predicament. It is always most important to carry with you some form of fast-release carbohydrate, such as dextrose tablets. And carry some form of identification explaining you are a type one insulin dependent diabetic. I also have a wrist armband which has these exact words, something that lets others immediately know in moments of crisis that you are a diabetic. In the 32 years that I've suffered with diabetes, I've had three instances where I've collapsed into a coma due. To a low blood hypoglycemia situation. On the first occasion, my father was still alive, and he called our own doctor, who immediately came to the house and dealt with the situation. On the other two occasions, an ambulance was called. There have been several close calls over the years. On one occasion, hitting my head on the side of the cooker and giving myself a black eye. More often than not, a low can be quickly treated, and I'm back to my normal self quite quickly. On other occasions, the effect can take several hours to recover from, with intense shivering and sweating being a side effect, and also the dreaded muddled head. Apart from the falling into a coma incidents, the next worst situation I've been in is several times waking up in the morning, where I've obviously been low on sugar during the night, and I wake with a totally muddled head. After working out how to cure the sugar low, the muddled head then stays with me all day. A very unstable way to spend a day, especially if it's a work day. I've had days where the blood glucose levels have returned to normal, but the muddled head can stay until after I've even had、uh, my evening meal, which can, put it mildly, be rather disconcerting and certainly ruin one's day. Obviously, if you get several days of low or high sugars, you need to make adjustments to your insulin dosage or food intake to try to combat the situation. I currently take four injections of insulin a day. One before breakfast, one before lunch, and one before my evening meal. This is a quick-acting insulin. After taking, I immediately have my food. There is a final injection of insulin before bed, which is a more slow-acting insulin to see me through the night, and also acts as a base insulin throughout the day. 
I can often go for weeks or months where my sugar levels are well behaved and everything stays within required parameters. Then, without warning, several occurrences of either high or low levels can happen. This can be one of the greatest headaches trying to get things back on course. This is one of the things I find most difficult to make the majority of people around me understand. I'm sure they just think my whole diabetic control is poor and that I don't know what I'm doing. I do try, I do try. This whole process of insulin injections carrying out continuous blood glucose tests by pricking one's fingers, counting the carbohydrate value of foods, sticking to a schedule of eating meals without missing any, making sure you're carrying dextrose tablets with you at all times, inspecting your feet to make sure they're not damaged, dealing with the muddled head situations and dealing with the tired and general lethargic feeling when sugars can go too high can over time be quite a toll on your well-being and certainly your frame of mind. Added to that, these mundane illnesses that we all suffer from from time to time now appear to be twice as worse, as you're not only battling with that, but you're also dealing with your diabetes that always wants to play up at the same time, making you feel appalling and not wanting to do anything. You must keep testing your blood glucose levels and keep taking the insulin, as although... You might not be able to eat or can only eat very little. Those blood glucose levels still tend to rise during an illness. It is most important to keep hydrated. All that glucose can cause serious dehydration, which can be a very serious situation. Try to drink as much sugar-free fluid as possible when you're not well. Diabetes is difficult enough to deal with its own, but when you have another illness raise its ugly head, it's always best to consult your GP or practice nurse for advice. Something all diabetics have to deal with at some point is the strange attitude some people seem to have of diabetics, in many cases considering the condition to be a preventable, self-inflicted disease caused by carelessness of those that suffer with it. The truth of the matter is type 1 diabetes is definitely not a lifestyle caused condition whereas type 2 diabetes can be caused but not in all cases by your lifestyle during my 32 years as a diabetic i've encountered my fair share of ridiculous comical hurtful or just plain silly comments about the condition that i suffer from most people make comments with the best of intentions, but some can be quite rude or disrespectful. I try my best to ignore the majority of the ridiculous comments, but the odd remark criticism can on occasion be unkind. Want to hear some of those remarks? OK, oh, here we go. Do you have a special hole that's been made to put this insulin into yourself? This whole problem has got to be your own fault. You, you, you must have been a real piggy in your younger days. 
do you not think it's about time? You've got this balance with food and insulin correct. For goodness sake, Geoffrey, you've had this problem for over 30 years now. It's only diabetes. It's not going to kill you. Geoffrey, why drink that diet drink? You need to drink this full sugar Coca-Cola. It'll do the power of good. I'm going to be very boring now and repeat what I said at the start. Please excuse me, but it is important. Um, It would be very remiss of me not to say this. This article has attempted to highlight some of my experiences of dealing with diabetes over the past 32 years. My remarks shouldn't be taken as the correct way or a gospel on how to deal with the condition. If you have any concerns about your own treatment of diabetes or that of a family member, a loved one or friend, you should always consult your GP or practice nurse. One event that seems rather amusing now, although it wasn't funny at the time, was during a low sugar episode when my head bowled down and I went for a swim plate of baked beans. My then teenage niece was there at the time and she often reminds me of this incident and we have a little bit of a chuckle, but... um, You'll have to wait until she writes her own memoirs uh, to hear the full story about that one. This is Radio Popstand. If you have any comments to make about the article you've just heard or anything you hear on Popstand, please do make contact. You can do that via Twitter or Tumblr. We come under the handle of Radio Popstand on both networks. Makes sense, seeing that's what we are. Radio Popstand. Woo! A voice message facility is also available via the Anchor app or direct to... Here we go, write it down. H-T-T-P-S colon forward slash forward slash anchor dot F-M forward slash radio pop stand forward slash message we are literally seconds away from news time here on radio pop stand radio pop stand broadcasts via the world's most powerful radio transmitter the internet radio pop stand news time across your yard across your city across the nation across the world and throughout the whole universe this is radio popstand news up to date accurate reports from our team of correspondents hello there and welcome to another edition of our news program hot news giving you all the events that you need to know You don't need to know anything else but what you hear right here now. This is Radio Popstand News. The world of politics has seen a new Prime Minister for the United Kingdom. Since our last transmission, Boris Johnson is now residing at number 10 Downing Street. Mr Johnson appears to have lots of big plans, which include many spending plans, more spending than any other Conservative-led government has done for many a year. 
He has removed many pro-Remain supporters from his cabinet, but will he be able to deliver the Brexit deal before the end of the 31st of October? Initial noises from the hierarchy of the EU indicate that they are not willing to make any changes to their Brexit deal made with former PM Mrs May. So, will this mean a no-deal Brexit? Not on your Nelly, is what many MPs say. So, we seem to be once again at a complete stalemate on the whole situation. Watch this space as the whole fiasco continues of the Brexit saga. This is News. The weather has been a hot topic, and hot certainly is the word. Within Eastbourne, temperatures reaching a soaring 31 degrees Celsius. A week ago last Thursday this was. Oh, I've never known it so hot. Further up north in Cambridge, the temperature reached, and wait for this, 38.7 degrees Celsius. <gasps> Later on that day, I was pushing a trolley of compost, not an easy task I have to add, along a pathway for one of my dear nieces, when the heavens opened up. So, not only was it the hottest day, it was, it was, it was, it was the wettest day. Well, especially for me it was, with me becoming an official drowned rat, as I was wearing no coat. Well, you don't tend to wear a coat when you've got the hottest day beyond you, do you? Or before you, not beyond you. <laughs> After drying myself out and... Having a complete change of clothes, I returned the trolley back to its home, which was a much easier task without the compost, or even compost. This is so what really happened when Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landed on the moon? The story goes that the landing had to be changed at the last moment due to problems with the landing site. But now the real truth can be revealed. Listen to our special report of what really happened. All this moon talk. Um, what they don't tell you is this is what really happened. Ah, Houston, the eagle has landed. Okay, Buzz, open that door. Come on in, let's get out. One giant leap for mankind, one step for... Oh, Buzz, I got it all wrong. Get back in. Let's go back up. Okay, down again. Houston, this is Tranquility Base. The eagle has landed. Okay, Buzz, open the door. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Phew, I got it right. Oh, what memories. Oh, and it was 50 years ago. Time to dig out that old game, I think. Uh, Blast Off, I believe it was called. Let's have a look in the cupboard, see if I can find it. Should be able to with a bit of luck. <laughs> I bet you didn't know even dogs subscribe to these social media apps. Where will it end? 
the whole world, human and otherwise, has become addicted to the concept of online social media. Our mini dog, she posts regularly on social media. She even tells us of her dog walking adventures. I've just been looking at one of these social media apps that uh, that mini dog subscribes to and do you know what she's posted? She's posted all about the, the doggy walk this morning. I'll, I'll pass her over to Minnie and she can read out what she's what she's written. Hello everybody, good morning. My name is Minnie Dog and I've just taken Geoffrey and Benji for their morning walk. It's such a strenuous job, you know, this doggy walking. I have to be ever alert looking for cats. In fact, it's my main purpose in life to seek out, to bark at and to let the world know that I have found a cat. I pull on my lead with all my muster. That Geoffrey does tend to dwaddle along, you know. I poke my nose in every gateway. I peer under all cars and vans encountered in the course of our walk. Look, look, a cat! Up on my back legs, I'm now six foot tall, barking at the top of my voice, pulling with all my might. Geoffrey, Geoffrey, for goodness sake, let me go. I've got to get to that cat. Have a good day, everybody, and watch out for those cats. Oh, Minnie. Oh, dearie me. I keep telling you, just calm down. Calm down, you silly dog. Oh, oh. This is Radio Popstand News. This is Radio Popstand, bringing you the news that matters. All brought to you by the world's most Powerful radio transmitter, the internet. This broadcast's highlighted app is Snapseed, available on both iOS and Android. There are many different apps available that can enhance your snaps. Many of them are chargeable apps, and many are now available on a subscription basis. If this this this, this puts many prospective users off even downloading such apps there is however one photo enhancing app that is free and it's worth its weight in gold many a time I've had a snap on my phone taken that has been rather disappointing due to it being too dark and Snapseed has come to the rescue with many easy learnable functions. Spend a little more time on a photo and you can produce some really stunning effects. Don't believe me? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll post a few of these on the, these snaps on Radio Pop Stands feeds on Twitter and Tumblr and you can see for yourself what can be done? This is Radio Popstand News. And that was Radio Popstand News. Do you have an item of news that you think could be included in Popstand News? Well, feel free to drop us a line, either on Twitter or Tumblr, or you can send a voice message. Become a part of the pop stand experience and have your voice heard on Radio Pop Stand. You could become famous. Famous like me. You're not famous. Says who? Perhaps I'm not.
<laughs> You're not. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. Right, okay. And mind, let's get back to the drift of what I'm trying to say. You can send a voice message via the Anchor app or direct to the following URL. I'll read it out slowly. Get your pen and paper out. It's HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash anchor dot FM forward slash radio pop stand forward slash message. This is radio pop stand news. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of the Radio Popstand News Department. That was Radio Popstand News. This is Radio Popstand. And that almost concludes transmissions from this broadcast of Radio Popstand. Radio Popstand is an occasional podcast created by me using various apps predominantly on the iPhone and iPad. You can find more information and transcripts of most of the broadcast items on our Tumblr and Twitter feeds. This will appear as soon as possible, but perhaps not immediately, because I've got to tap my fingers away and tap it all in, you see. Oh, it takes time, but it will be done as soon as possible after this broadcast has been uploaded. Did you know there have been 26 previous broadcasts from Radio Popstand, and they are all available now for you to listen to? Just fire up your favourite podcast player and search for Radio Popstand. You can also listen to us via your, or via the, MyPod skill on your Amazon Echo device. Search for the MyPod skill using the Alexa app for more information. Don't forget to make contact via Twitter or Tumblr, Anchor, or that URL that I gave you. I'm not going to read it again. Surely you don't need to read it again, do you? No, okay. You got it. Okay, we shall return sometime soon. Don't know exactly when, but we will be back. This is Radio Pop Stand. Goodbye. This is Radio Pop Stand. Radio Network. This is Radio Pop Stand. Of course, the world's most powerful radio transmitter. Internet. This is Radio Pop Stand.